Welcome to the My Happy Ending Podcast, a podcast where you get to follow me, Sankam Songo, and my co-host Marvin Ruff Jr. as we rebuild our lives after our respective divorces. You get to follow us as we embark on our physical transformation journey, rebuild our fragile finances, and work on those family relationships that were perhaps neglected in the past. Basically, you get to come along as we take back control of our lives and build for ourselves the ending we desired. This is my happy ending. Hello everyone and welcome to the very first ever episode of my happy ending with me, your host, Samkim Plongo. Hey, and this is Uncle Marvin, Marvin Ruff. <laughs> when did you become Uncle Marvin? <laughs> Hey, we figured we're going to come out really with the original Uncle Ruff feel. So this is it. Okay, good yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, as you guys know, this is a podcast where you get to follow me, Samke, and my co-host slash partner, Marvin Ruff Jr., <laughs> as we rebuild our lives after divorce and basically build a happy ending for ourselves in the areas of love and finances, our physical appearance, our friends, basically just saying, hang on, you know what? Yes, we had that speed bump in our lives, but we have it within our control to actually create the life we want. Is that not so, Marvin? Exactly. It's been a long road, long journey, and I believe that uh, we have something to say. Now, if you're listening, you're probably wondering, okay, these accents, okay, I am hearing a, uh, I've been told it's a British accent. It is not British. This accent is from South Africa, Johannesburg to be specific, and an American accent. And you're probably wondering, how does a South African girl land up in this native New Yorker who's now in Atlanta, in Georgia? Okay, not Atlanta, south of Atlanta, Georgia, in his dining room recording a podcast. <laughs> How did we find ourselves here? <laughs> Do you really want the story? <laughs> Listen, I want all the tea. I want the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Okay? You've got immunity. I cannot use anything you say here against you. Well, uh, the swipe white, the swipe right culture. <laughs> So, um, everybody knows that uh, dating after COVID and uh, everything just changed. So, there was a lot of, uh, uh, I want to say, applications that assisted with the development of relationships, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, long story short, uh, Hinge, Mm -hmm. which is the app that was meant to be deleted. It actually worked. I almost deleted it one time, and then uh, things didn't work out. So uh, I saw you, and I hit the uh, rose, and uh, and it's been firecrackers from there. We started talking, but things weren't very rosy, excuse the pun. Uh, in <laughs> fact, at some point, we decided, you know what, this is not going to work. Let's just be friends. But right. by then, we had uh, decided to start a podcast together mm-hmm. because of the conversations we were having that we felt um, a lot of people would find value in right. just regarding the differences in our culture, the differences in how as different genders we think, the differences right. in how um, as people from different age groups we think. Because, Uncle Marvin, I'm not your peer. I'm young. I'm, I'm, yeah. You're old. No. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> 
generations. You're literally a Gen Xer. Mm-hmm. I'm a Gen Y. Right. And so even in terms of us thinking around how social media works, like when we had that big blowout after you posted me on Facebook and yes. Instagram. Yes. As you posted us on Facebook and Instagram. Oh, that my God. It was God. a done deal. I told my kids, mom's in love. You got a new daddy. And you're like, no, that doesn't mean anything. I was like, bitch, of course it means everything. So that was a big thing. Um, I think the biggest thing really is um, communication and the differences in what we think about in communicating between a male and a female, um, a male and a female from different parts of the world, um, a male and a female, different parts of the world, different cultures. And uh-huh. what things mean to Samke don't mean the same thing to me. <laughs> so I could take a picture with a female and post it on Facebook. But I found out that um, that is actually a thing. You know, women take take picture taking a little bit differently than men do. And posting it on uh, social media uh, is is it's supposed to send a message. It didn't send a message for me. I was just like, hey, I'm with this pretty chick. And <laughs> she's like, I'm getting married. So I'm like, wait a minute. That did wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> um, but I think other than that, um, other than the good times, we also had some very tough times. We also uh, built a lot of trust when we shared some of our kind of most painful uh, scenarios that we find ourselves in in life, uh, most embarrassing scenarios, uh, scariest scenarios, and um, how I guess we both unhappy with where we are in life. We do want more, right? And uh, we want to get more, primarily for ourselves first, right? You know, I've told you a lot of times that I've uh, just come into my own as a woman having been married at 21 and uh, spent my 20s in a marriage and so you know there's certain things I like which you call bougie Uh. and uh, (laughs) there are certain uh, tastes and preferences I have which you consider oh uh, that's so bougie why are you trying to do that why you gotta act that way can't you just wear blue jeans like an American woman I'm like well I'm not an American woman I'm a South African woman a Zulu woman and I get genie. okay because I'm a pants, all right, and dresses, and skirt. Yeah. I don't. The only jeans I do are white jeans. And you're like, right. where do we find that middle ground? How do we know that in in us becoming the best version of ourselves, right. we're not pushing away uh, our potential partners, or we are sacrificing uh, having another person in our lives in this quest to perfect our lives for ourselves right. you know um i started watching kevin samuels because of you hey. and the fact that he says you know once you get a dog as a, a woman too late you're gonna die alone and i'm like i have a dog what does this mean <laughs> you know yeah. um but um we're here basically to just uh create the space where Wherever you are listening from, wherever you may be watching from, you get to see very real, unfiltered conversations where we are basically trying to figure ourselves out. We don't have the answers. Uh, This is not a platform where we're going to be having experts in the first season anyway, because we believe that it's more around the questions of life because the answers are always changing right right one minute coffee is good for you next minute it's bad for you one minute kale is all the rage next minute kale causes cancer so mm. we're like you know what since the answers are always changing how's about we start engaging on the questions of life those unanswered questions of life that you sit by yourself and you think how on earth did i get here right 
<laughs> exactly. Um, you know, I think that um, the the overall experience has been uh, enlightening for me all around. Um, the the opportunity to meet as many people as I've met over the time after I've gotten divorced. Uh, wow. They've educated me. They've enlightened me. They've given me a lot to go on. And so the person that I am today, um, I'm I'm very I'm way more knowledgeable and it made a great opportunity for us in general, as well as even this. This is just amazing for me right here to do something like this. This is amazing. So I, I, I want to encourage people, Hey, don't give up on dating. Don't give up on seeking out who you want to be with. Don't give up on the opportunities that, 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 that come to you. Um, life is full of love and energy and action and movement and, and, you know, you have your heartaches and your, your disappointments and things like that. But, you know, you really can't learn if you don't go through those things. Yeah. And we have gone through a lot, pluses and minuses. And to tell you the truth, I don't even think the minuses are really the minuses. I, I think we discussed this before. To me, problems is something that you just got to deal with. What makes it good or bad is whether you want to deal with it or not. So we've had our problems and... Because we want to deal with it, they're really not that bad. You know, the problems, they're like, hey, we, you know, uh, like like communication. You know, I'll say something and you're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, okay, let me <laughs> let me get to it. I'm sorry. Let me. Well, I'm not even sorry. Let, let me tell you what I mean. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it, it works out well. But if you got to have that person that you can walk with in that journey that makes you want to do those things. And um, I've told others this before. I want to be with a person that wants to be with me that I want to be with. Damn. And so that's the bottom line. If you put out there what you really want, you're going to find it. But you got to be looking for it, too. You got to be open for those things and you got to be ready. You got to be ready to get it, because I can tell you right now, if you're not ready, it's going to be a lot of blockage and it's going to be hurtful. And you're going to miss. You're going to miss sometimes because you weren't ready. But when you get ready to get what you're supposed to get, oh, my goodness. Be ready. <laughs> talking about being ready and talking about getting or experiencing a lot of hurt and pain if you're not ready, uh, we're going to take a short break and when we come back, we are going to talk about the most painful experiences we had in our process of divorce or even in life after divorce. And after that, you can also look forward to us telling you a little bit more about what we wish we had done differently in our marriage, respective marriages, and uh, yeah, what we're looking forward to doing differently going forward, should we find love. Because you know, Marvin, this, it's not a done deal, eh? Yep. If I blow up and uh, <laughs> <laughs> listen, Will Smith starts knocking on my door, I'm like, this has been real, but see you later. <laughs> <laughs> You silly. (laughs) 
We're back on my happy ending podcast with me, your host, Sam Kemplonga, and Uncle Marvin, Marvin Ruff Jr. And I want to get straight into what you consider to be the most painful experience you had um, during your course of uh, going through your divorce or even in life after divorce. Because I think a lot of those subjects we don't really talk about, we keep to ourselves or we keep to closed room conversations. Mm -hmm. And so obviously without uh, disrespecting anyone in your life, I want to kind of pretend that you're sitting around the dinner table with uh, a group of uh, happily married people Mm -hmm. and you just kind of want to share with them how how bad it can get uh, mm. when you're going through the process of divorce, which is which can be very ugly, um, mm. and the pain you can feel from someone that you you did deeply, deeply love. Uh, again, of course, not with the uh, purpose of embarrassing or shaming them, but rather with the purpose of educating and enlightening um, right. as to some of the curveballs that life can throw at one. Right. Well, um, to be honest, um, I my my biggest hurtful scenario was the reason why we got divorced and of course there was more than just the reason that i had in my heart i you you take the divorce and you highlight one specific thing that says okay i'm done and you make it seem like that's the reason why and and for a long time that's what i felt that one little thing and it wasn't little but that one thing was what made us fall apart and but you can't allude to one thing or one reason without right. telling us what it is right you oh you want me to say it okay <laughs> we don't know what it is okay so there was infidelity in the relationship um and and it it wasn't something that um we didn't discuss ahead of time it wasn't something that was not seen and i tried my best to you know stop it from going in that direction and it just happened yeah. and not only say it just happened i just explained that like you know when things are going in this direction it's hard to stop unless you stop it and if you're still entertaining and you're going 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 until you hit that one mark it's a done deal you know you're 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 on a roller coaster ride from that point forward so um I had to make the decision of whether i was gonna Put up, make the forgiveness trip, and I tried, and it didn't work the way I thought it was going to work. So I decided to pull the trigger. And now I, I will tell you this: I I used the divorce, um, the the threatening of the divorce, to let my spouse know, hey, I'm serious about this. Yeah, this is either going to be this or this i want to be married i want to have my family i want to do these things um but it just didn't work it didn't work so um after that the most depressing thing i had to deal with was okay i failed Wow. you know and um i i couldn't hold my marriage together and um i i really wanted to be the one guy in the family that didn't get a divorce there's only a couple of people in my family that lived with their wives from beginning all the way to end. Yeah. You know, one person I know of on my father, my mother's side and on my father's side, I can't even say there was anybody that did that. There may have been, um, that I don't know about. And you know, I, I, I would love to have been that guy, but I wasn't. So uh-huh. it just hurt. It was, that was it. And 
from that point forward, it was uh, healing. You know, I had to uh, get to who I was mm-hmm. and figure myself out. And figuring yourself out after 20 years of marriage, mm-hmm. now I'm on a single path. It was a even more of a crazy journey. <laughs> and you and you hadn't cheated on your wife, your ex-wife? <laughs> yeah, loaded <laughs> questions, loaded questions. <sighs> God have mercy. Um, I'll just say this. Um, I wasn't the perfect husband. Mm-hmm. And so there were uh, moments in my life that I wasn't the uh, best husband. But I'll say this also. My wife at the time did not ever have any reason to believe I cheated on her. So the fact that you knew there was a third party in your marriage is what <laughs> made the wheels come off. Yeah, 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 definitely. So if she was a little slicker about it, you could still... Yeah, duh, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Huh? So men forgive when women uh, cheat in marriage? Well, you know, it's it's all about how you do it. You know, y'all say the same thing. You know, why you got to let me know? Why you just couldn't, you know, keep, that, <laughs> keep it in the closet, you know? Be this... Be respectful about it. If you're going to really go out there and do it, don't flaunt it. (laughs) So basically you're saying it's a done deal that people do cheat in marriage. It's, it happens. It happens more often than not. Okay. So, you know, monogamy is new. It's new? It's new. Monogamy is new in regards to the human species. That we're not born monogamous. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are some species of animals that do stay from birth until death but uh no humans nah do you think you're capable of being monogamous loaded <laughs> questions loaded questions <laughs> hey I, I i have yet to have open up the door and see some poontang out there and i just fall in it you know it, yeah. it's got to be it's it's definitely work yeah and uh you you got to put in some time to it so uh, monogamy is is hard if you're not committed to not putting in work to cheat. You have to put in work to cheat. So it's not easy. Okay. Yeah. So. Interesting. Thank you for that honest, uh, transparent, and open, uh, you know, sharing with us, Uncle Ruff. And I think you've liberated a lot, a lot of men and women who find themselves in the same situation to say, guys, it happens. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. Let's address it. And as you said, let's not just live with the shame of being another married couple that ended up in divorce. Because as you were speaking, I realized on my mom's side of the family and my dad's side of the family, all the women are either never married or divorced or widowed. Mm -hmm. But none of the women in my mom's family or dad's family are happily married. And so we want to be those people that actually change that and break that generational curse. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to know that my daughter or my granddaughters go through that. And I want them to be legacy builders. And that's not possible if you're not keeping a solid family unit. Right, 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 right. Well, again, you have to have a good understanding of what you're in. You know, if if you don't set the proper expectations, that's the problem. People are not setting the proper expectations of what their relationship is supposed to look like. And then, like, men do it all the time. They'll woo and wow and this and that and the other. And then once they got her, they just drop the ball. Well, um, yeah, uh-huh. that's not good. 
Uh-huh. And women do it too. You know, y'all have your own ways of, you know, putting on uh putting on a good show and then when you get that ring, mm, it went from every night to once a week to once a month to I've never had that problem. Uh well, you know, That's I've heard that with too. Me. I've heard that too. <laughs> I've heard that too. I know about that that line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's where we're at with that. Nice, nice. Well, I would have to say, um, from my point of view and my experience, uh, the most painful, I guess, event in my journey of divorce and post-divorce, I thought before last year, it had been, you know, being kicked out of my home, mm-hmm. um, you know, being stripped of my car, uh, kicked off the family trust, things that I thought are kind of a done deal, you know, mm-hmm. when you get divorced and wasn't the case. But that was nowhere near, um, and this is the first time I'm sharing this publicly, nowhere near um, in 2020 having the primary residence of my children be awarded to my ex-husband. Yikes. I... I uh, I thought I was okay. Mm-hmm. It happened in May. I thought I was okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of was... F- the following day, I couldn't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my best friends, Lolo, had to come to my house and literally feed me and my dog. I couldn't move. Mm-hmm. Um, and even kind of lock the doors to the house because she left once we'd fallen asleep. And uh, went to Zimbabwe for my birthday. When I was there, kind of escaped a bit. But when I got back home, um, I realized that uh, I... When I got back home, I realized that uh, I wasn't okay. And basically, uh, there was a nagging voice saying, you need to go, you need to go, you need to go. Right. And uh, packed my bags, opened my passport up to my U.S. visa, and kept it there for about two weeks, not knowing where I'm going to get the money for a ticket, where I'm going, but I knew I had to go. Fast forward <laughs> a couple of weeks, uh, I'm in Kenya in quarantine, a friend of mine from Tanzania said, hey, I've got an, an apartment in Kenya. You can come quarantine with me. You don't have to pay anything. She had a chef, a, 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 a nanny, a, a maid, a helper who was doing our laundry, everything. I was like, this is nice. Then landed in New York, stayed with my stepbrother for a couple of days, uh, had an event in LA, mm-hmm. and uh, basically I'd met up with um, my ex-sister-in-law, mm-hmm. you know, just to greet her, say hi to her in, in Jersey. And her best friend from Orange County was in town. She was like, you can come stay with me. So at every step, of the journey, the provision was appearing, right? right, right. Went to LA, uh, had an event, and then came to Atlanta to stay with a gentleman I'd never met in my life. Yikes. I knew him from this uh, social media, professionals, networking, connecting group. I'd mm-hmm. stayed with someone in New York from that same group, and it was great. You know, it's just basically international networks. Stayed with him, and it was an absolute horror. Mm. Absolute horror. Um, but something said I have to stay. Mm-hmm. I then, um, through a friend of a friend of a friend, got a place that I was renting. Um, was supposed to be taken to Miami by a, someone I know from before. Mm-hmm. He let me down. I was busy crying, and I was like, oh, crying to my sister. And she was like, oh, girl, please just get on a dating app and uh, <laughs> roll on to the next one. You know, the best best way to get over the last one is to get under the next one. <laughs> Don't try this at home. <laughs> and basically, a week later. You're in my DMs on Hinge. <laughs> We're meeting up for dinner within like three days of speaking. And it's been a whirlwind since then. But I'm very uh, careful not to get swallowed up 
by us mm-hmm. in um, me being the woman you want right. without first fully being the woman I need to be right. for me. Right. And that's where we find ourselves now. There you go. With that, we're going to take another break. Uh-huh. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what we wish we had done differently in our marriage. We're back with my Happy Ending Podcast, the podcast where you journey with me, Sam Gimplonga, and Marvin Rock Jr. as we rebuild our lives and build our best lives uh, after divorce. Marvin, speaking of divorce and rebuilding your life and possibly getting married again, what do you wish you had done differently in your marriage, i.e. what is the lesson you're taking forward into the rest of your life? I would have... Bought my, my my wife a maid. <laughs> I believe 100% that the biggest thing, that outside of uh, the imperfections of just the communications, everything else, the hardest thing I had her doing was working more than I had to work within that family. She physically did a lot more work than I did. And um, it's stressing, you know, for a woman to have to get up, go to work, come home, deal with the kids, cook, clean. And she was great at all of it. But if I had anything I could have given to her, it would have been a maid. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> and we thank her. We thank her for having done all of that. Oh, yeah, right? definitely. I ask her to come back clean anytime she can. <laughs> that's <laughs> she did not such what a great I job. Mean. She's like, <laughs> I'll pay you. I'll pay you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Clearly, haven't learned your lesson. I'm joking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that's it. That's it. Aren't you going to ask me what I would have done? Yes, you? I was going to get there, Do but you, you know. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> Sam K. Marvin. If you had one thing that you could have changed in yeah. your relationship with your ex, mm-hmm. what would that be? I would have waited. Ooh. I would have waited until I had fully come into my own mm-hmm. before settling down and getting married. So remember, I met my ex when I was not, we started dating when I was 19, mm-hmm. got married at 21. I'd recently lost my father. I mm-hmm. was a mess. And anyone that could make my problems go away would have gotten my hand in marriage. And so as I changed the dynamics in my marriage, i.e., I was starting to say, I want to have a career. I want to also go out late at night with the girls. I also want to go on girls' trips, you know. I also want to come back home at 9 p.m. from the office. And he's like, hang on a minute. This is not what we, this is not what I signed up for. It's not we, what we had agreed to, you right. know? Um, I think I flipped the script on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you say that, you know, women change once they have the ring. Mm-hmm. I think I changed in that I now didn't give him the nurturer-provider relationship, but, you know, I can also go as hard as you can. I remember many times he'd say, don't compete with me. Right. You don't have to compete with me. And the benefit of hindsight is that I can see, you know, what, what that meant and what, what he'd signed up for. So what I would have done differently is that I definitely would have waited right. uh, to be the woman that knows who she is, what she likes. The woman you're meeting now who says, Marvin, I know you want me to be, you know, a wholesome, natural, 
I don't need you to be in weaves and uh, wigs and uh, fake lashes for me. Guess what? It's for me, Marvin. I, I wear that for me. Okay? Uh, the woman that knows that actually I'm lactose intolerant, gluten intolerant, <laughs> citrus intolerant. And so when I say to you, I need my gluten-free bread and my lactose-free milk, mm-hmm. you don't say, you're being bougie. But I can prove to you that, honey, she's been about that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I would have let you know. We had this conversation where you said to me, Samke, you know, even if you decided you don't want to be this go-getter woman, we could still have a relationship. You know, if right. you decided you want to be a stay-at-home uh, woman. And mm-hmm. I said to you, it'll never happen. Right. And I, I remember even one of our early days, I said, my purpose will always come first right. in my life. Right. Will come before my relationship with you. Right. I wasn't that woman when I got married. And so those expectations... I'm able to be clear about my expectations right. and about what I want in a relationship without fear of not having that comfort and that crutch mm-hmm. um, in times of need because I've learned to be alone and I'm comfortable alone. Right. So um, I definitely, now with the power of hindsight, I do see shame. My poor ex, I really put him through the most. <laughs> so if you're watching this, Derek's husband, I'm sorry for putting you through the most. Please, will you forgive me? <laughs> Yeah, if I know him, he's got the shotgun ready. Come and see me right now. I got something to tell you. What, shotguns for you? Not me. For me? Mm. Um, we try to be friends. We try to be friends. New beginnings, eh? Uh. <laughs> well, Marvin. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for this whole experience. It's been a pleasure. And I'm really excited to see what we can do. And where we'll be in six months' time, in a year's time, when we now really tackle the specific details of the areas we want to change in our lives. It's exciting times, exciting times. I'm, I'm lo- looking forward to it. Really am. <laughs> Trust me. Guys, coming up in the next few episodes, you get to hear about some of our most uh, embarrassing uh family situations you get to hear about some of our um our biggest physical insecurities Mm. you get to hear about some of our worst dates ever uh, post-divorce and um again as always what we would do differently and we encourage you to comment and engage and share your stories with us and uh, let us know what you want to hear from us as well definitely definitely it's a lot. It's a lot to be talked about. And uh, too bad we only have, a, what, 30 minutes? <laughs> 30 minutes. But we'll be back with you in two weeks' time with another episode of my Happy Ending Podcast with me, Sam Kimslonga, and... Uncle Marvin. Where did this Uncle Marvin come from? You know something? Everybody calls me Uncle Marvin, even kids that don't even know me. Can I call you? Uh, can I call you Dad? No, but you can call me Uncle Marvin. Oh, why are they calling you Dad? We're gonna unpack that. Yeah, don't yeah, even yeah. answer it. It's all that tendering you've been doing. It's all that hinging you've been doing. Bye, guys. Catch you next time. Yeah, have a good one. <laughs>